because you're not fueling the brain because the brain relies on carbs. Um, I, don't, I don't know if, you, if you're aware of that, but the, the brain relies on carbs to function so that you can be alert and be focused. And if it doesn't have carbs, that's when you start going, oh God. And that's when you really feel lightheaded. And people, you know, unfortunately we've been brainwashed in society to think that, you know, carbs are the enemy and they're not, they're your best friend. It's fats and processed sugars and processed fats that are the enemy that the FDA and the government and all these big, big celebrated companies are poisoning, poisoning us with the maltodextrin, the dextrose and everything that's made soluble from corn, which corn is like the worst vegetable because it's all GMO. Um, but they simplify it into this cheap process and then it becomes addicting. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Neil Starling, and I am back here with another podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I've been trying to interview this lovely lady for a long time now, but uh, we finally got a chance to get together during this pandemic, during this quarantine. She is 305 Protein, and she is a fitness guru based off of what I've seen here. She has a lot of useful information and a YouTube channel that I will plug in the links and the descriptions below. I will also give her access to this video so that she can do as she pleases with it. She can give it to her fans, her adoring public, whatever the case may be. <laughs> it's great to have you here. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. Thank you so much. That's what's up. That's what's up. So <laughs> how did the name uh, 305 Protein come into play? So um, my name is Estrella, which means star. And I sometimes I don't like to use my name when I'm when I'm when I'm doing something. And it was I just wanted to do a product, uh, something protein related, like a protein cookie, protein bar originally. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also wanted to have a YouTube channel as well a couple of years ago when I started. So I thought about, well, what can I do to make it a catchy name without using my personal name? So I said, well, I'm in the 305, which is like the sexiest city in the USA. Uh, <laughs> New York comes in second. New York comes in second. Um, but um, I thought, well, I'm about protein. I'm about fitness. So let's do 305 protein. And that's kind of where the name came in. So that's the name of my channel, the name of my Instagram uh, uh, page, et cetera. <laughs> okay. I always wondered about that because, you know, when, when people venture into the journey of the Internet, right, and then they start doing content they start producing material out there for the world to see a lot of times people don't use their actual name like me for example i use neo starling but my actual name is george jorge mm -hmm. right and, jorge. Yeah. yeah exactly and um I, I always find that interesting like sort of a little like batman origin story kind of thing but it's and, uh, it, also, it, it gives you like you know like okay well there's a mystery person attached to the main person it's yeah like, exactly alter ego kind of this is what we do you know yeah, pretty much. We got the whole dual identity thing going on. Yeah. You're like, I'm Estrella, but I'm also 305 protein. 305, exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, what made you want to create your channel? So technically, it was. I have to give credit to a very good friend of mine who lives in Jersey. Um, his name is Kevin. He's in the cigar business. And, you know, I call him the white boy with Sasson. White boy oh, yeah, that's who he is. So when he sees this, you'll know who it is. But um, he kept telling me, you know, you do all this great stuff. You make your own protein bars. You know, you you're into all this this health food, and you work out, and you you know you compete. I think you should make a YouTube channel and spread your knowledge little by little. And so that's what I did. And at first, you know, the thing is that with YouTube, you just got to start. You just got to start and make your own videos. They're not going to be the best videos at first. You're not going to have you know the best equipment, the best lighting. But as long as you have good information then everything else comes secondary until you can start to progress and better your channel and grow from there, which is what I'm doing now. So I figured I will incorporate my food and now I'm just incorporating my fitness, how I work out, how I train. Um, I write nutrition plans for people. I write training programs, um, which I prefer instead of training a person live. I prefer that because I really believe that in training and I don't care what other trainers say, they're gonna, they're gonna knock me right now, but, but this is reality. We are not in kindergarten. People don't need six months of a trainer behind them every single day, counting one, two, three, four, five, repeat. One, we don't need that. 
you, you train somebody five to 10 sessions on each muscle group once or twice until they get the proper form, the proper technique. And then once you do that, the person goes on their way because we are adults. The person can then work out alone and you don't have to spend thousand dollars on a trainer just to have somebody counting behind you. I find that unnecessary and it's just, it's just not cost effective. And then that also intimidates a person from hiring a trainer because they're thinking, oh my God, it's going to cost me $3,000. So I, I really believe in getting the proper form and training them. And then the rest that I let them go on their own. And that's the same thing as what I do online. So that's kind of my strategy behind it. And then now my YouTube videos are mainly talking about anabolic steroids, supplements, um, enhancements, PEDs, peptides, because I take them. I love them. I recommend them. I'm all for it. They should be legal. They're hormones and they make us sexier. They make us stronger. So that's that's the bottom line. <laughs> you know what? We're, we're going to get into the steroid talking. A little bit. I'm actually very interested about that. Not for me personally, but I, I'm interested in the whole concept of the way that goes. Right. But I, I kind of wanted to touch up upon something you said just a little while ago where you were talking about um, not needing a trainer for like a long period of time, you know, sort of like an introductory period, which right. is true because I rem- I, I've been working out now for, I guess, since I was in high school, but I didn't really start taking it. I'm 36 right now. I didn't start taking it seriously until like the last couple of years. And, um, you know, I've been on and off of my fitness a lot, but I never felt the need to, well, me personally, I never felt the need, but I'm sure I could have benefited from a few training sessions. Um, but I, I like your honesty when it comes to that, because, you know, most trainers, that's kind of counterintuitive. You know, they wouldn't say, Hey, uh, just keep me for a couple of sessions. And then after that, you'll be fine. Like I'll set you free and you're on your own. Right. You know, trainers will consistently try to get you to come back so that they can make the money. Right. And I also like that you share your your knowledge on the Internet. That That's sort of what I do as well. I like to provide whatever information I can to whoever I can help. I'm very into fitness. And that's another reason I, w- I wanted to interview you, because it's become a prominent part of my life. And I miss the gym right. so much right now. <laughs> yes. I can't even tell you. It, it's uh, it, yeah, it, it's funny. Yeah. But um, I mean, so. Before we get into more of that, I kind of wanted to just know a little bit about you, like as a human being outside of the trainer, outside of the the kick ass, take no names, and, you know, <laughs> you how it is type of personality. I want to know Estrella. So like if you want to sort of give me a little bit of your background in general, you sure. know, feel free to share. So um, I consider myself a pretty dynamic and very well-rounded and multifaceted person. So I was born and raised in Miami. My father was born in Spain. My mother was born in Cuba. All of her um, descendencia, like all of her background is from Spain. So technically, like my blood is all Spanish. But nonetheless, I do have the Cuban side, which is the loud and the outgoing and the in-your-face type person who's always joking around and being goofy. That's who I am. Um, uh, um, really, the, the the weird part is, I my my degree is in television and, and broadcasting. Uh, I was I did radio, TV. I was a news reporter in Orlando after I graduated from UCF back in oh god 1998. So that just goes to show how old I am when I graduated yeah. UCF. Right? <laughs> um, and then kind of my life started taking a change. Um, mm-hmm. You know, things happened, and you know I got into a little bit of trouble, so I can't be on TV anymore because there's like a glitch in my background. Not mm-hmm. scared about anymore it's life you go through it you move on now yeah. so then i started you know doing mortgages did timeshare and then i got into the restaurant business and then i did bartending and serving which i did when i left florida i went to california arizona and then in new york city worked at mastro's and del frisco's which were the super super busy and high grossing restaurants and really just so passionate about the service of dinner and the art of service and serving somebody and enjoying their meal. And that's something that even today in my own home, if somebody comes over um, or even in my mom's house, I make sure that I want to give my level of service. Even if I'm pouring wine to my mom, even if I'm serving, you know, a, a plate of food, even the way that I pick up the plates when we're done with Thanksgiving, it's just part of who I am. And it's kind of weird because those are little things that have I've learned along my life that you look at me and you go, okay, she's grinding in the gym, she's dirty. But then at the same time, it's like, yeah, but I'm such a perfectionist at the dinner table, which is yeah. kind of cool, but it's just weird. Like, how do those things even go together? I mean, I, I never really <laughs> thought that was weird. I think that makes sense, actually, because yeah. you're. I've always told this to people in general. I feel like your workout ethic says a lot about who you are as a human being in general. Right. You know, because for you to get to the level of fitness that you've achieved, you have to be hardworking. You know, you have oh. to be more orientated. You have to pretty much 
have that passion to want to persevere in spite of everything that's happening. So I don't think it's out of the ordinary for <laughs> like you to to be like really good in the kitchen and be a perfectionist, you know, given like the nature of what you do. Yeah, so that, that's definitely pretty you, dope. You really have to. Everything has to just somewhere or another balance out. Um, but anyway, so it was in, in New York City when I was in those in those restaurants and you, you really don't get a break. I was taking my own food to work and I made my own protein bars and I would put them in my pocket, you know, in my serving book and my little belt. And I, ha I was eating as I was working because you can't get a break from a table that's spending two thousand dollars online. So, mm -hmm. you know, you just got to suck it up, bite the bullet and eat shove this protein bar down my mouth in like 9.8 seconds. So, and then that's where people are like, you gotta start making your own bars, you gotta start making your own bars. And so kind of like everything just went together and that's what created my effort and my vision of creating something and just creating the channel. And that's what I do now. So I'm very happy, I'm blessed. I feel like I found my calling. Um, and you know, I'm a kick-ass person, I'm raw, I'm direct, I'm gonna tell you how it is. You either love me or you hate me. And if you hate me, I don't care. That's, mm -hmm. that's as simple as that. You know, I've been through enough in my life that I don't have time for nonsense. And if you want my advice, I'm gonna give it to you and it's up to you if you wanna take it or not, but I'm not gonna lead you the wrong way. That's, oh, and by the way, my passions are dogs, fitness, fast cars, motorcycles, and fashion. Yeah, those are my passions. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a dog? I have a dog, um, he's a little basset hound. He's a little, he's a little sick right now. He has a lot of heart problems. So I'm just like praying and, and just, praying that he's with me just a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So, all right, that's, that's unfortunate. I hope, I hope everything turns out well with your dog. I love animals as well. I have an affinity for them. Yeah. Um, how has, uh, how has like this pandemic affected you as far as, you know, I, I know that you're probably someone that would constantly hit the gym as, as well as I do. I don't know if you have like your own personal gym at home or anything like that. You probably do. Um, <laughs> But in general, like, how do you feel like the pandemic has affected you and has it actually helped you as far as creativity, like putting more content out there or like whatever the case may be? I don't so know. The pandemic, honestly, and I, I will speak honestly, um, in actuality, I have really mentally tried to stay focused and I'm going to say this out loud. It really has not affected me in a great deal. It really hasn't. Um, and luckily for me, and, uh, and, and, and my boyfriend, um, who, who is my coach, who's trained me to look the way that I do. And, and my discipline has grown to another level because of him. So I all, all my respect to him. Mm -hmm. um, but we have actually still been going to the gym, to several gyms, to private really? gyms. Sometimes we're the only ones in there, lights off, no music. Um, you know, undercover on the DL, there's cops coming by. People are calling the cops on the gym. People are calling the cops on that guy's gym. You know, knocking on the door. We're not opening the door. Um, you know, uh, there's this Cuban guy in Miami who's, he looks like Jacel Puy. He's like 6'4", 280. He, he lives in a, in a little duplex. The guy has a full gym set up in his backyard. Nice. Um, so that's what we've kind of been going to. And, you know, you just got to work with what you got, but you have to be thankful for these people that are allowing you to go into their personal homes or going to the gyms where they can literally get their license taken away just for letting people in the door like us. So, you know, I really have to give thanks to, I don't want to say their names out loud, but you no, know who you good. are. Um, but thank you so much for allowing us to continue to grind when really nobody is out there grinding. But it, it, it would have been hard had I not had those people in, in our corner, had, you know, my boyfriend not had those people in his corner. Mm -hmm. um, but luckily he just, he knows so many people that were able to do that. And, and, and so I, I am still training for my goal, which is hopefully in August to compete again. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't lost focus. So I'm still eating right, still training right, still taking my supplements. Um, and that's it. I'm still, it's just focus, focus, focus. That's it. To me, there's no pandemic. It's right here. Focus. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. That's pretty <laughs> dope, though. No, I, I'm glad because like, there's a lot of people that I know who like it personally has affected me. I, I'm sort of like you in the sense that it hasn't affected me too much as far as my loved ones are still healthy. You know, I'm still healthy. I'm still good. Right. Uh, I'm not working currently. My job put me on a, on a furlough leave so that, you know, because we're, we're not essential workers. Right. Um, but it's all good. Like, I'm, I'm still getting paid. Thank the Lord. And um, it's actually given me more opportunities to just sort of focus on my content, which right. is good. 
And the only downside is, is that I don't have a, a home gym of my own nor any gym that I can sneak into like you do. Well, doing pushups on your rooftop in one of the uh, New York City apartments. Well, that's the thing. I've exactly. actually I've, I've been doing some like hardcore like jailhouse style workouts, you know, like I even started writing them down on a little piece of paper. I never used to do that. I, I would see people. You know, what's funny. I see the dudes at the gyms with the best bodies always write shit down. I've noticed that. But I would never I do that. I would just have my. Huh? <laughs> I don't write shit down. Well, no, but I started doing it sort of just as an accountability meter. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I'll start writing this down. So now yesterday I did a hundred pushups. So today I'm going to try to do 120, you know, and I would just keep doing it like that until I keep like ascending higher and higher. Right. Um, so that's how I've been working out, but yeah, you know, I don't have, yeah. and I have like a pull-up bar here. So I'll just do like the, the pull-up thing and whatnot. Um, so going into the, the steroids, because I noticed yeah, that's a lot of my favorite you. subjects. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely what you talk about in your in your channel a lot, uh, which I've seen here, by the way. Mm. So, give me a little information. When did you start using this stuff? Like, tell me your story with that. So, I've been in fitness pretty much all my life, but I really started getting serious into the fitness um, when I moved out to Arizona, 2014, and I did my very first bikini competition, which I now call the starvation competition, the mm -hmm. starvation category. Um, cause all those bitches starve themselves cause that's what you're told to do. So that's what you do. Um, but so my coach back then put me on Anavar. So and my first, you know, I started dabbling with steroids back in 2014 and I loved it. Um, you know, you really have to do a little bit of research and then also have trust with who you're dealing with and who's telling you what to take and how to take it. But you have to have trust in that person if you're not fully knowledgeable, knowledgeable about it. But it wasn't until I lived in New York City and I was training for a couple of shows up there. And um, this guy who lived and trained in the gym that I worked at and he, you know, gave me a lot of information. And then the girl also who's a pro from uh, Serbia was also giving me a lot of information. And then, of course, when I got down here, it wasn't until my coach, my boyfriend now, who basically gave me the abundance of all the information that I feel that I need now to know about every substance where even if a man came to me and said, what should I cycle? I'm looking for this outcome. And then I will tell you exactly what to do and how to cycle your stack with doses, including the PCT cycle running along your cycle. So you don't have to, you know, throw your hormones out of whack and then try to restore them when you're done, which completely throws all your gains just to a loss. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it, it is something very beautiful because they are hormones. And as long as your hormones are balanced, it doesn't matter whether you're on anabolic steroids or not, your body's going to run properly because your hormones are balanced. And that's exactly what a steroid is. It is a, a hormone derived from testosterone or DHT or nandrolone. And it, as long as you have those hormones balanced as you are taking them, then your body is going to be fine. It's all about balance. That's all, and without overdoing it and abusing it, but it's a, about a balance. Okay, so if you were to stop taking these, for example, these hormones, right? Mm -hmm. um, do, does your body go into some sort of remission? Is that something that you constantly have to take, or are you okay? Like, if you if you decided to go cold turkey out of nowhere, would it affect you? For me, no, because I'm a woman, and we're not on uh, we're not on heavy supplements, and we're I mean, unless I was like in the bodybuilding category. Mm -hmm. But we're not into heavy supplements and we don't take many, many compounds like men do, especially like pros that are taking five, six, seven, eight compounds at once. That's number one. Number two, a woman's body restores a lot quicker than a man's body, which is great. We bounce back quicker. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a, a bonus for women. But I, for most women, all they're really taking is either one supplement or two or three at max. So with Anavar, you could stop cold turkey because Anavar is the mildest and the weakest. It's not. Don't underestimate it. It is very powerful, but it is technically on, on the number scale, the weakest and the mildest steroids. So yes, you can, you know, stop taking that anytime. If you're taking something else like a Primo and you're on higher doses on Primo Volan, then you would kind of slowly take it down for maybe a month and then you can just get off of it. But our, our hormones restore very quickly. But just the only thing I always tell my clients or even friends or people in general is to always check your, your levels, do a complete CB2 panel, check your levels, check your hormones, make sure that, you know, your blood, your cholesterol, your liver enzymes, your T3, your T4, your test, free test, and estrogen and estradiol are where they need to be. So that's way you know, if you need to adjust anything. So that, that is a must that's crucial. 
That's actually very interesting. You're saying a lot of things that I've heard in the background before, but I'm never, I'm not like personally familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do, when you give advice uh, for a steroid usage and like the proper way to take them and whatnot, does that only apply to women or is that for men as well? I, I, um, I advise men as well. Yeah, I advise men as well. So on my description under my YouTube videos, um, I always put, you know, like what I charge for a training program, uh, a, co- a coaching program, a nutrition plan, if I write one for you. Mm-hmm. And also I charge for my phone calls, which is to give you supplement advice if you would like to get on on a cycle and what doses to take, what to stack with tests, what to stack with Primo, et cetera. And I charge for that because that is advice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, you're paying for my time and my knowledge so that I can assist you so that you don't. Um, mess up your hormones or throw your hormones out of whack because a lot of these guys, you know, their ego and, you know, whatever, that's fine, but Mm -hmm. they're listening to, you know, the bro in the corner and the bro in the back. And you can't just take what bro number one and bro number two take because your body is not going to act the same. You know, his body may never, he may never need a Rimadex. He may never need an estrogen suppress, but you got this guy over here who starts taking testosterone. His estrogen is going to fly through the roof because he has a tendency to get estrogen and he may start lactating and get gyno. You know, you've got two different types of, of bodies. So, you know, people can't just say, well, I need, I'm going to take what that guy's taking because that guy looks good and I want to look like him, you know? So it just, it really all depends on your body and your genetics and your hormones. And then of course, where your free test is and where your testosterone level is, because you don't want to overflow with tests because then you're going to overflow with estrogen. And then, you know, things are going to happen to men where they're going to need a bra. Mm, yeah, I've actually heard about that. <laughs> right, right. That's insane. So let, let me ask you. So can I ask you a, a little bit of advice, just real quick, just one sure, thing. Sure. Um, so I've I've been reading up on TRT, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's something that like I cut. All right, me personally, I know that I'm still young, and I've actually gone to the doctor and I've gotten tested for like testosterone to see like where my levels are at, and um, everything is pretty good. But what is I, pretty good? Are you over seven hundred? I don't remember the exact number. I just remember that at the time when I did it, which was la- uh, it was last year, I believe, uh, the doctor told me that my levels were well within range based off of my uh, my which, age and whatnot. Which means they're low, which means they're lower than what they should be. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's what all doctors say. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't feel like a spring chicken anymore. You know, yeah. and when when I'm working out, don't get me wrong, I still push through my workouts. So, is, is TRT something that you would recommend for men that are like? within their mid to like mid thirties to like early forties? A hundred and fifty percent. Yes. Because what happens is when a man is in their, in their teens or when they're in their twenties, your estrogen, your testosterone level is through the roof. Your testosterone levels could be anywhere from 800 to a thousand, which is technically where they need to be. It doesn't matter if you're 50. Why should a man feel like shit? And why should a man feel depressed and not have any energy and not be alert? Why, Why should he feel that way? He shouldn't. He should be able to feel like he's in his 20s. And why not? He needs a little bit of testosterone. And what's wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. Doctors don't want to make people feel better. They want them to rely on a pill so they can go back and get on another pill and then go back and get on another pill. Why would you not want the man to feel better, to have a better sex life, to want to get up in the morning, to have this, you know, this feeling of, you know, of I feel great today and have an alertness and just just be happy. You know, no, they would rather see us depressed and feel fatigued and not and have low T count. And then, of course, then you don't have a sex life, which causes depression and a whole gang of other problems. So I truly believe that since after your 30s, your testosterone level starts dropping 10 to 15 percent, then every every man does need TRT at that moment. Yes. Crucial. Crucial. Mm, Okay. yeah. Yeah. Because I like I said, me personally, I've been researching it for a little while now just to see more or less like what would be my speed considering i mean concerning uh trts it might be something that i try to invest at at some point i definitely want to try it i definitely want to try it just to see like how my body reacts to it i've heard a lot of good things about it you're gonna love it and then you're gonna love it after that so there's gonna be (laughs) yeah that's 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 the bottom line that's the bottom line but i think at your age um you just may be able to cruise with you know one cc a week Mm-hmm. At minimum, you know, which is 200, 250 milligrams of test, depending on where you're getting it from. But just one cc a week to start and you'll feel a difference immediately. Like, you know, within two weeks, you'll feel, you know, like, oh, my God, wow, I'm going to get on this roller coaster now. I'm going to go run, you know. Yeah, because that's what I want to do. I, I've been um, before this like pandemic started, I was training to do uh, 
I did two Spartan races and I was training to do a, a third one. Those are hard. I, I respect you for that. Those are hard. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, no, they're not easy. I, I can definitely say that it is the most difficult thing physically that I've ever done in my entire life. Yes. And I, I was training for the next level of it, which is the super, which is like a, a, the medium level of all the Spartan races. Cause I did two uh, sprints, which are like the normal ones. And, um, you know, but ever since it started, like I haven't been running as often cause there's like a million people in New York city. Right. I don't want right. to get sick. So <laughs> I will go to the park to run typically. So I guess that being said, what are like, what are some home workouts that you think will give you like the best bang for your buck that will get you that'll at least keep you like optimized, you know? So for me, um, I do believe in doing a little bit of cardio at least four times a week. I, I, I don't believe in overdoing it because when you overdo cardio, the body doesn't like it. You're going to increase cortisone levels. So for me, it's adjusting your food. You know, since we're not able to go to the gym, you cannot have fatty foods and you have to decrease your carbs mm-hmm. um, because you're not ex- exuding all you're not exuding all that energy. You're not you're not it's not getting used. So the food has to be decreased a little bit. Um, then, of course, you want to do cardio four to five times a week, five, six times at max, 30 minutes, steady state. You're good to go. Um, you don't have to overdo it. If you want to jog a little bit, that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the home workouts, there's really not a lot to do. Um, like you mentioned, you have a pull-up bar. I have one too. That's one of the best exercises for your back when you can actually lift up your own weights. Mm. Um, that's perfect. If you have dumbbells, you can do the dumbbell row, um, which is a great exercise as well. As far as for chests and tries, you can do push-ups. And what I mean by push-ups, I mean real push-up, man push-ups, get down, yeah, down. <laughs> don't stick your butt in the air, get mm. down, get low, get parallel, and do like 200. If you do it in one set, great, you're done, walk away. If it takes you 20 sets and you're doing 10 push-ups a set or 20 push-ups a set, fine, but just get to 200. It doesn't matter how you get there, but just get there. And then that'll, you know, and then of course, the wider you go, you're going to work more your, um, your chest. And then the, the more narrow you go, the more narrow you're going to work more your tries. So you can maybe do like three sets of each, four sets of each. Um, as far as legs, which is the most difficult part of the body, because it's the largest muscle group. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a dumbbell, you can do a, a goblet squat, sumo squat, um, and then just lunges. And I don't mean two sets of lunges doing 20 lunges. No, I mean, take 30 minutes like you would cardio, take 30 minutes and do straight lunges for 30 minutes. So, I mean, I go by the water here sometimes, um, you know, there are times where we, I can't get to a gym, mm-hmm. uh, but that one time that I, I did legs, I did 30 minutes of nothing but lunges up and down the water. People looked at me like I was crazy because I was just walking back and forth for half an hour, you know, <laughs> and I don't care, I'm doing my lunges. I'm yeah. doing my lunges. But it's 30 minutes. And the next day I felt the soreness because I worked, I worked the muscles in a different way than I normally do. So you're still going to get that oxygenation. You're still going to get that pro, you know, that synthesis mm-hmm. and that, that hypertrophy because you, you tore muscles because you did something else, you know, that you normally don't do. So that's, that's the best thing you can do for legs unless you actually have a bar and you can do a squat or a deadlift. But legs is, is difficult, man. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah. What are your thank you? Thank you for that information. By the way, that's actually pretty cool. uh, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? Hate it. Do you? Okay. So be, before you get into it, I guess I guess I want to give you a little background on, on what I meant by the question. Okay. I I did intermittent fasting. I want to say under a year ago. I did it for like three about three months, and um, I did it because I I was having some trouble losing some of the the body fat that I had around my stomach. And I know you can't spot loose fat. I know those are things that diet pretty much uh, fixed, but I started doing intermittent fasting and I started realizing that it was working for me. Um, I did like a 16 hour, I would have an eight hour window to eat 16 hours where I wouldn't eat. And it worked for me, but it's something that I couldn't maintain long term. So what? why couldn't you maintain that? Why? Well, I kind of felt like, I, it, it, it was good in the beginning because my body was purging all the crap that I had in my system, but right. then I also was just feeling weak in general and my so workout. That's it, so that's what it is right there. See, and that's why that's not a good diet because that is not a permanent fix. It's a temporary fix, just like a pill or just like the Miami Beach diet or just like the Atkins or wherever other dumb, ridiculous diets they have. It's, it's, that is called an actual diet. It's not a lifestyle change where you can permanently lose fat and keep it off and then permanently learn how to manage food 
So for me, it goes back to the basics. When you're a baby and you're born, you eat every two to three hours, right? Your mom fed you every two to three hours. You got up in the middle of the night every two to three hours. Imagine if your mom had you fasting 16 hours. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> You laugh, but but technically that's not the way the body works. The body the body needs consistency. The body needs food. The body is still a race. It's a race car. So the race car, even though the race car is sitting in idle at the red light, you're, when you're sleeping, you're still idle. But guess what? Your body's still functioning. You're still you're still breathing. Your lungs are moving. Your mm -hmm. air the, the air is going through your body. Your the the blood is pumping to your heart and all the way recycling through the body. The body is still on. So the fasting is doesn't is not what the body wants. So you have, I mean, for me, I have all my clients eating right before you go to bed. Right before you go to bed, you're going to bed, it's 11 o'clock, you're gonna eat and you're eating carbs. And then you can get to bed because now you sleep for eight hours and you've been fasting for eight hours and that's not how your body is meant to run. Mm -hmm. So then you get up and the first thing you do is you eat again to stop the fast. So I really don't agree with it because that, you know, generally, it may work at the beginning for some people and it does it does because i have friends that it has worked but how long how long is that really going to work for when and then when you stop then what did you learn what did you learn because when you start eating the carbs again what's going to happen you're going to blow up so technically what was the point you're right about that because one thing i learned was i love sugar and uh <laughs> It get, like winding myself off of the sugar demon was really difficult. But as soon as I did it, I, I genuinely felt better. Yeah. Yeah. I felt a lot better and it worked. I lost about like 15 pounds just doing that alone and uh, within a three month period doing the intermittent fasting. But it's something that I don't think I would revisit again. Yeah. Um, only because of how how weak I kind of felt afterwards. And I don't I don't like feeling weak. So. Right. <laughs> Definitely not my well, thing. That's what happens because you're not fueling the brain because the brain relies on carbs. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you if you're aware of that, but the, the brain relies on carbs to function so that you can be alert and be focused. And if it doesn't have carbs, that's when you start going, oh, God. And that's when you really feel lightheaded. And people, you know, unfortunately, we've been brainwashed in society to think that, you know, carbs are the enemy and they're not. They're your best friend. It's fats and processed sugars and processed fats that are the enemy that the FDA and the government and all these big big celebrated companies are poisoning, poisoning us with the maltodextrin, the dextrose and everything that's made soluble from corn, which corn is like the worst vegetable because it's all GMO. Um, but they simplify it into this cheap process and then it becomes addicting for us, for the humans. And then we need more sugar. It's like a drug, which feeds off of the same nucleus as heroin does, if you didn't know that. No, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, see, so the sugar and the heroin feed off of the same exactly cell, same nucleus. So it's it's crazy because that that it's the same trigger. It's the same trigger. It's it's crazy, but that is a really big addiction. That's interesting. You, you know, um, I find it interesting that you said that you tell your clients to eat carbs right before bed. Yes. Um, because I kind of feel like, well, I, I have trouble sleeping in general. Like I almost never sleep. And when I do get some sleep, it's probably for like five hours max. Um, but I noticed that if I do eat something before bed, I have an easier time falling asleep in general. And I, and I wake up feeling better. Like the first thing I'll do is get up and work out, you know? Exactly. But, That's true. Then, then, you should, then you should keep doing that if you feel better that way. Yeah, no, definitely. The thing is, is that like as far as carbs, like my body's never been good with carbs. Um, like I gain fat extremely easily, like almost instantly after eating anything and carbs make me feel heavy. I try to limit carbs to basically like after a workout, I'll, I'll, you know, carb, I'll carb hard. But, uh, what do you think of like empty stomach workouts? Like, you know, like not I don't eating agree with that either. Yeah. I don't agree with that either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't agree. With workout. Fasting. I don't agree with any type of fasting and none of it. None. Mm -hmm. Um, for instance, if you're going to go work out legs, which is the largest muscle group and the most excruciating um, day in the gym, uh, within 15 to 20 minutes, the lactic acid buildup in your legs, your glucose and your, um, your glycogen levels are going to be depleted. Therefore, you're going to feel more fatigued, which is why you get the biggest compound movements in first so that they're out of the way. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, how in the world are you going to make it through the rest of your leg day if you just went to the gym fasted? What, what's the, you're not going to maximize on that workout. 
you're not going to maximize on putting more weight than you did last week because you're going to feel fatigued and you'll be like, oh, God, well, I, I can't do eight reps. I, I, I can't do four plates. I can't. So what is the point? Then you might as well not even go to the gym because you're not going to tear those muscles and have that hyperatrophy, that muscle atrophy that you need to break and tear the fibers and work out harder than you did the week before. So the whole fasting thing to me is just, it just, it drives me insane because I'm thinking, where are these people getting their energy? Where is it coming from? Like where, where's it coming from? You know? That, that's interesting because like I, I typically tend to work out fasted um, only because, well, back then it was out of circumstance. Like I would get out of work and from there I would just go straight to the gym and I would do like a good three hours fasted. And gym exercise? I'm sorry. Three hours of what exercise? Yeah. Yeah. Like I would, well, I, I know that you're going to hate me saying this, but <laughs> I would do about, uh, I would start off with an hour of cardio uh, and then I would start need some real protein in your life because that, <laughs> that is not the way to exercise. I know, but I was getting, I was getting results out of it, you know, and I, have, I know you, you have, but you would have permanent results and not, and not wonder about how to, how to, how to put my charger in. Um, you would get more results by doing it the way that I teach my clients, because it's the way that my coach has taught me, which he only deals with pro athletes. If you're not a pro, he doesn't even talk to you. That's, mm. that's the way it goes. Oh, damn. Um, because because he that's who he deals with. So mm -hmm. the way that he trains them is the way that I train and the way that I eat is the way that they eat. Not that not that everybody needs to eat the way I do, but there's there's a science behind the food that our body needs. It's a science, regardless if you only eat this much and I eat this much. But there's a science to it. And, you know, I know you mentioned that, you know, you gain weight fast because of all the carbs you eat. But here's where the problem is, because my clients say the same things, and it's basically the choices of carbs that they make. Mm -hmm. They're not eating the right carbs. Because if you had oatmeal all day, I guarantee you, you would never say that, ever. That's if true. you had nothing but oatmeal all day, you would never say that. I love oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's good for you. It's good, And it's got tons of fiber. Tons of fiber. Mm, I'm yeah. going to start eating that more often. You should. Uh, yeah, you should. It's great. It's good for you. How how many meals a day do you eat? I eat every two hours. So I eat eight meals a day. So I wake up around seven. I'm eating. Um, and then I walk my dog. First thing I do, I put food in my stomach. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I brush my teeth, wash my face, eat, walk my dog. And then I come back. I make my coffee. I eat again at nine, 11, 11. I leave the house. I'm working out at 12. I eat again at like 1, 1 30 when I'm done. And then every two hours after that until 11, which is my last meal. And then I go to bed. Mm. So you keep, that, you keep that very strict. That's like all the time. Yo, get out of my way. I need my food. I don't care. Out of my way. Yep. And, okay. and I always take food with me. I always take my bag in my containers. My food is always with me. Sometimes so I have a protein bar that's in my bag. I have rice cakes that's in my bag, honey in my bag. So do you prep your meals like uh, during the week before you... Like, you know, do you spend like an entire day prepping your meals basically? Or I know a lot of people do that. Yeah, a lot of people love prepping their food um, for the entire week. And that's great because I truly believe in what works for you is, is what works. So you just, you get it done. I don't care how you do it. Mm -hmm. I'm a person, I'm a daily prepper because my prep in the morning of sweet potatoes and ground turkey or sweet potatoes and chicken or sweet potatoes and fish takes me literally five minutes. And I throw all that right in the oven and I continue to shower, get ready, do my hair, do my makeup. Da, 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 whatever and the food's in the oven i don't have to think about it there's no there's no labor in that throw it in put the timer on 45 minutes i'm done walk away that's it um so i prep every day and then i have that meal four times a day and then i have egg whites and oatmeal four times a day so it's so simple so that i don't have to complicate this and my body is so happy <laughs> yeah mm, that's good you got you boiled it down to a science that's good I just simplified. I think in life we all time we all tend to make everything so much more complicated than what it is. You're right. And that causes a lot of confusion. Um, and then you start listening to every everybody. You start watching YouTube channels and this guy and that guy, and you start listening to you know some guy on TV, and then you listen to some guy, and then you read a book, and every you, you then you have twenty different things in your head about okay, well I'm going to do what he does, and I'm going to and then but then you never really structure it down to what you really need to do anyway. Mm -hmm. So you just got to listen to one person who knows what they're doing. And that's me. And then <laughs> I was you, about to say, is that you? <laughs> yeah. 
You, yeah, well, I mean, I get it done. I get it done right. I'm not going to bullshit people. I'm going to tell you what you have to eat. You're going to be eating a lot of food a lot of times throughout the day. But guess what? Your metabolism is going to be running properly. Your body's not going to be in starvation mode, storing fats. Um, and you're going to see results immediately. And you're not going to be bloated anymore. And you're also going to be going to the bathroom regularly because you're going to be eating right. So it just solves all areas of life in general. Really, food, food will make you sick or food will make you healthy. How often do you train throughout the course of the week? I train five days, one muscle group a day. I got two days off. Okay. Yeah, easy. Five days. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, because I used I used to do I used to do six days, and sometimes I wouldn't take any days off, like depending <laughs> on how my body felt. Yeah. Let, let me tell you something. I got so used to to exercising, it became ingrained in my mind. Like I, I callous my brain with that wanting of of exercise. So it's something that I would constantly do, but. So even if it's a day that I know that, oh, I should probably rest. My body requires this. I would still go until, I don't know, I injure myself or something, which I, I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, But you know what? I, I mean, and that's OK, because I think a lot of us have gone through that. I mean, I went through years where I did the same thing. Um, and that's just it's just because that's how we feel. That's mm-hmm. how we feel. And you just want to get in there and feel like we need to do something. But I think that over the course of the years, I've really learned that in the past two years that you do have to rest your body because the resting is what allows your body to repair. And I have gotten more growth in a year and a half than I have in five years. Wow. Okay. Straight up. Like I'm not even, I'm not even BSing. So when I did my bikini tournaments or my my bikini shows and I was starving myself and I used to work my legs two to three times a week and this and that, my legs were never growing. My legs were always big because I was played soccer and tennis or whatever, but my legs just never got any bigger, neither did my glutes. So now the glutes, the legs, the hamstrings, the quads, everything is like because of how I work, of how I work out and how I rest the muscles. Mm-hmm. It's it's I mean, I went from night and day and I didn't think it could be done, but you just have to trust the process and trust your coach. And once, once you release yourself of the control and give it to somebody else who's going to guide you, then you can go, okay, well, now they're going to they're gonna take care of me. And you know, you got to close your eyes and suck it up and let them and just release the control, just release it. Mm-hmm. And, and I did it. And I'm so happy that I did because now I'm lending my knowledge and my help to help other people. No, that's great. I actually really like what you do, which is another reason I wanted to interview you. I... I've been into this for a really long time and I'm finally glad to get the opportunity to just speak to different personalities. And um, you, you're great, honestly. Like I enjoy, I always watch your content and you You disappeared on Instagram one time and I was like, what happened? And then because some ding dong deleted one of my friends, the white boy from Sasson, the white boy Sasson from Jersey had his friend, some 20 year old, 20, 20 something year old bopper, um, I had him try to delete my, my sub account, which was my protein cookie account. And he deleted my main account instead of the cookie account. Mm. So I freaked, yeah, I freaked out. So I have to build everything again. And you know what, whatever it is, what it is, you know, no, but you, you got your message across because the only reason I knew was because I, I saw one of your videos, cause I'm subscribed to you. So I saw one of your videos pop up talking about that situation. So I'm like, Oh, okay. There she is. I thought, Maybe you posted something that Instagram didn't like and they were like, oh, we're going to block her because, you know, they do shit like that all the time, which is they do. Well, YouTube has taken two of my videos down. And one of the videos that they took down, I think I did in January because I was demonstrating how to inject. Oh, yeah. They're going to take you down for that. (laughs) Yeah. But okay, but hold on. But Neil, but why? Why? Because there's plenty of before I put this video up, I researched that. And there's plenty of men demonstrating the same thing. Mm. I would have never done that had I not done the research. You know what? It might be the way your uh, video is labeled because the the thing is is that they have new guidelines now on YouTube. So, okay. for example, if you if you're gonna make content that is gonna be like uh, that's not gonna be good for children to watch, uh, you have to let them know on on your settings that this video is yeah, not no right. You children. put no not for children. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. did did you do that? That that no has been checked off for the longest time. <laughs> no, but you have to do them per video now. That's that's the way their new algorithm is working. Yeah, yeah, because that 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 um that little box is is in between the tags and the description. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So I always so I always look at it because I have to scroll down to get to the tag section. So yeah, it's always on no. I don't know if it wasn't marked off in January when I put this video up, 
But no. nonetheless, I was pissed because I'm thinking there's tons of guys out there showing how to inject the glute, the quad, the shoulder, and talking about taking steroids like, you know, nothing. And I was like, why did my shit get taken down? Because mm. I'm a girl? Because I'm a girl? You know, because I'm a female talking girl. about, you know. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I hope not. I hope that's really not the case. I mean, and it sucks too because that's information that's useful to know. Like, if I'm gonna do anything like that and I'm gonna inject myself with something, I want to see someone do it on YouTube first, and I want to see that they did it the right way so that I can do it and make sure I don't mess up. That's what I do. I always look online for tutorials to see, exactly, like, exactly, exactly, exactly. You want to you want to look at the how tos and look at several of them to make sure that you're doing something properly. Of yeah. Course. YouTube is very emotional now, unfortunately, just like the rest of the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it good. Sucks because like we're East Coast and we like I get it. I and I lived. I'm from Miami, but I lived in New York, which is my attitude 100 percent. Because I'm, yeah. I'm straight up. I don't care. And I've also lived in California, which is a 180. Whereas everybody looked at me when I opened my mouth. So you know, it was it was very like it was difficult for me to live out there. Very mm -hmm. difficult because I was out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you find that your New York personality sort of conflicts with where you live now? No, if, if I mean, to me, it's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing. It's, it's probably a little, a little, a little, a little less intense mm -hmm. uh, in Miami, but I'm still as intense. I'm not going to change who I am or my intensity levels for anybody. No, as you should. And you should always yeah. be who you are. Yeah. Be genuine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my mom tells me all the time I need to tone it down, mm -hmm. but why am I going to tone it down? That's just changing. That's altering who I am. You know, yeah. I, I'm not going to tone it down, mom. You know, mom, I'm not going to tone it down. You know? Not only that, you can't really tone down, toe, toe down yourself for like every single body, every single person that gets emotional over right. something you say or do. You're not here to please the world. You know, you're, you have a message. You want to give out the information that you want to give out. And also you want to be who you are. Like right. why you want to change? And people are going to love you because they want to see you real. They're tired of this the phoniness, which is another reason why I talk the way that I do. And I'm very upfront about what I do. I'm very upfront about it. And um, I stand by it. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is a very dark subject when people talk about, you know, anabolics. Um, but I kind of like the dark side, because I like to face my fear. And I like to get into a zone where people are unsure or scared of anything that's taboo. That's what I like to tap into. That's mm -hmm. that's what draws my attention. So I'm going to keep making the videos that I make and keep helping people gain knowledge and having them learn from, you know, the substances that I have used and what I like and what I don't, even though most of the stuff I've taken, I've loved. Um, but, you know, just to let them know the substance and what it can do for a man or a woman, depending on your goals. But it's it, it really it really is such a benefit because it doesn't matter whether you take them when you're 30 or whether you're 40. If you go to an HRT or TRT clinic, you're getting on steroids. So why are you judging someone for taking steroids? Because when you're 40, you're going to walk in and you're going to beg the doctor to give you testosterone or DECA or Anabar. Yeah, so, no, you're, you're right. I mean, so what what makes the difference when 10 years ago and now and now you're on HRT? So so what was what's the difference? What I think I think the, the reason steroids in general are so frowned upon is because of the way that they were used back in the day when it came to like competitions. Yeah. Uh, you had, it, it was like giving you an unfair advantage because you were utilizing this, this this steroid. So that's why I think they get a bad reputation. But by today's standards, as far as like recreational use, I don't think it, it gets as much of as much heat, basically, as it used to. Um, I really hope not. And I really hope that they make it legal. But it's it's really more of, um, you know, the, the government that mm -hmm. wants to make it. The government is the one that made it illegal because even even the, the, the policemen, the cops, state state statues um they wanted to make it legal um you know the atf everybody in that area and it was it was basically just the government is the one that does not want to make it legal so it's an illegal substance a hormone is an illegal substance well that that's because it's also the way it's portrayed on television and movies you know they make it seem like if you take steroids you turn into the hulk you know like you're you're gonna be this rage and monster yeah and you, and you don't you know you gotta you gotta put in work man it's not yeah. easy it's not easy to look like this. I can I run circles around men in the gym. Circles. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this it's not easy. It's not you don't you do you can't just inject testosterone and 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 you know muscles are gonna grow. That's not how it works. You gotta bump yeah. your ass. I agree. I always tell that to people too. I tell them, oh, just because they took steroids, it doesn't mean that they didn't work out to be the way that they are. Like you still yeah. gotta put in the work. You gotta put in the work and you gotta eat. 
you got to eat. It's 23 hours after that one hour in the gym when you come back home and you open your fridge and you go, oh God, what, what do I do? And if you start putting the wrong foods in your body, just you've erased everything you did. You've erased everything you did. So that's going to be a video coming up soon because my, my, my boyfriend and I, based on one of the comments on my previous videos last week, some guy was saying that you can inject testosterone and increase muscle by 6% or six pounds of muscle. And I'm thinking, dude, are you, are you crazy? So I'm getting the preview right now. Okay, I'm going to sit down and watch Netflix for a week and my muscles are going to grow. Wow. <laughs> so that is a video. We were supposed to record it yesterday, but it didn't happen. But mm -hmm. it will be recorded this week. But stay tuned for that one because that's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, excellent. Hell yeah. yeah. I, I like that. I'm getting a sneak yeah. peek right now. That's, that's dope. I dig it. No, definitely. So look, I had a really good time talking. I have to, I'm going to edit this video and I'm going to make sure that I get it out to you as well so that you can post it on your channel. Thank you so much. It's been really fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so before we go, you know, I want you, I want to give you the opportunity to plug your stuff in anything that you're working on, like, you know, something that you would want to get across before before you go today. As far as my channel or yeah, yeah, like, yeah, just plug your stuff, you know, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. Okay, got it, got it, got it. I'm going to put that in the descriptions as well, but I, I want to hear it from you as well. Sure. So if you want to see my Instagram page, I'm at 305 underscore protein. Uh, and that's my Instagram. You can see my pictures of my fitness, et cetera, pictures of my competitions uh, that I did last year. And also you can find me uh, on YouTube. I have my own fitness channel. It's 305 protein on YouTube. And I talk a lot about steroids for men, for women, talk a lot about fitness, working out, about eating, how, how eating and how foods impact your life and how could, they can impact your health as well. And it's a very informative channel. My channel is growing, and I want to thank all of, of the fans who do support me. Um, I'm just bringing out raw information, being as truthful and as honest and as direct and as genuine as I can, and trying to answer everybody's questions that they have for me. But if you do need um, any nutrition advice, if you need me to write a nutrition plan for you, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And I focus on everyone reaching their goals because that's how I measure success for myself is somebody reaching their goal. I don't just want to make money because anybody can do that. I'm actually helping a person change their life and becoming healthier. And that is my main goal. And that's what gives me my personal satisfaction. So if you do have questions or you do want to email me about your nutrition, I'm at 305protein at gmail.com. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much. Would, would you be willing to come back on in the future? I would love to. Yes. It's been very fun. It's been very fun. Awesome. awesome. Thank you no so doubt. much for inviting me. Thank you so much for doing this. You're amazing. And uh, we will talk again soon. I will be messaging you uh, details about how you can get this information. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.